This is the Tom Bigby Tales. This is a podcast about a small town in northeast Mississippi called Columbus along the Tom Bigby River and its surrounding area, Lowndes County, and other counties up and down the Tom Bigby. Today's episode is Dancy Abner Blewett. Not all lynchings in Mississippi post-Reconstruction were of Blacks. From 1901 to 1910, there were 304 recorded lynchings in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. Of those, 294 were Blacks, of which 99% were at the hands of unknown mob assailants. Compare that to the 10 whites who were lynched in the same time frame. 99% were solved and the punitive parties were punished. Included in those 10 whites is the lynching of Dancy Abner Blewett near Trinity Community in Lowndes County, Mississippi. In the summer of 1904, 21-year-old Dancy Blewett and Maddie Buchanan were involved in an, an affair. Maddie's husband, Ike Buchanan, was away in Alabama working in the Patton Mines, just south of Jasper, Alabama. Dancy was the son of Claude Blewett, a local farm agent and a member of one of the oldest and most prestigious Mississippi plantation families and the great-grandson of Major General Thomas Blewett of the CSA. Maddie was an 18-year-old Black woman who lived and worked as a laundress on the Blewett Plantation. On Monday, July 12, Dancy left his home that day, telling his parents he was headed to Columbus, a few miles away, on his horse. Instead, he and Maddie met in the woods in a clearing on Cedar Creek near Trinity, <clears throat> about a mile from his home. It was their usual meeting place and away from prying eyes, or so they thought. However, on this day, they heard a noise in the woods and then a gunshot. Blewett was shot in the side, falls, and cries out. He gets up from the ground, and his attacker comes out of the woods and clubs him in the head with the rifle stock. He falls to the ground and dies. Maddie, not knowing what to do, runs home and hides. Meanwhile, Nancy's horse wanders home sometime Monday evening. At first, the Blewetts assumed that the horse had broken away from the stables in Columbus and made its way home. But when Nan Dancy had not returned or sent a message home <clears throat> by Tuesday afternoon, his parents started to worry. A search party was organized. On Wednesday, the body was found, and the first thoughts was that a young man had committed suicide. Sheriff Eggleston and Deputy B.D. Irvin quickly began to think that foul play was involved and began a thorough investigation. Despite the decomposition of the body after lying two-plus days in the Mississippi heat, they determined that a bullet entered through the right side of the body and exited the lower side on the left. There was also an abrasion on one side of the head. They determined he either was hit with a heavy object or suffered a fall from his horse. Nearby, they found a pistol with one cartridge exploded. The investigation began with the local black community <clears throat> around Trinity and soon was found a willing witness in the local gossip, Missy Jennings. Missy told the officers that Dancy was messing around with Maddie Buchanan, and Maddie's husband was suspicious and was said to be coming home from his job at the mine to try and catch them. Maddie Buchanan was detained, but believed to be innocent. 
Missy Jennings' husband, Shed, was thought to possibly be connected to the murder as well. So he was taken into custody. The sheriff learns that Jim Dill, a black male Alabama mine friend of Ike Buchanan's, was seen in the area the same day as the murder. He was said to have returned to the Patton mine either the same day or the next day by train. The trail went cold as the sheriff was having difficulty in tracking down Dill. Sometime in late summer, O.R. Griffin, a relative of Dancy Blewett, hired a Pinkerton detective, A.J. Sullivan, to investigate the murder. Sullivan began hanging out in Trinity and listened to locals gossip about the murder. Catherine Newman, a young black woman who lived in the area, repeats a story to Sullivan that she had heard. She related that a man named Jim Dill had been hired to come down to Trinity by Ike Buchanan to either kill Dancy Blewett or Maddie Buchanan. Catherine went on to say that she was told that Missy Jennings, Shed's wife, had held set had helped set up the meeting of Dancy and Maddie to set up the killing. The sheriff has now found that Dill is not just a minor, but an itinerant preacher and is alleged to be staying with family or friends in northern Birmingham. The sheriff donned a disguise as a vendor of religious literature and brought with him a tract titled Gathering in the Transgressors, sold it to Dill, and then took him into custody. Dill was arrested and returned to Columbus the next day. More arrests followed. Dill confessed that Ike Buchanan hired him to kill Dancy, and Dill had the Jennings set him up. Missy Jennings was brought back in and confessed that she made an appointment to meet Blewett for a tryst, and her husband Shed followed at a distance. Shed and preacher Jim Dill found Missy lying with Blewett. Shad fired his twenty-two caliber Malden rifle into Blewett's side. At this point, he was still alive. Dill then held Blewett down so Shad could hit him in the head with the rifle stock. Blewett was then allegedly bludgeoned to death. An investigation was continued by the Lowndes County Sheriff after the departure of the Pinkerton detective. Through more interviews with the accused and others in the Trinity community, it was discovered that Blewett had not been killed by order of Ike Buchanan. It was an organized lynching by a secret society of local blacks. It was alleged that the organization had been meeting for a little over a year and their objective was to murder affluent white citizens, allegedly. The leader of the group was identified by the sheriff as Cruxton Holmes, a well-to-do plantation-owning black man from a neighboring farm to the Bluets. Cruxton, a respected leader in the black community, hired Z.P. Landrum to represent him. Cruxton was held on a $1,000 bond. And because of this, Cruxton was forced to sell his land, 80 acres cleared, and 20 in timber, to his adjoining neighbor for $1,250 to raise bail. Additional members of their alleged society were identified and arrested, Shed Jennings, William Newman, and Lug Newman. A trial was scheduled first for Jim Dill to stand trial for the murder of Dancy Blewett. Dill was convicted and ordered to be hung. However, his case was taken before the Supreme Court, and his conviction was overturned there for lack of evidence. Due to this outcome, Holmes, Jennings, and the Newman were released as the district attorney determined the case null prosa, not prosecutable. Dancy is buried in the family plot at Friendship Cemetery in Columbus, Mississippi, near his parents.
Cruxton lost his land to his neighbor, who one year later sold the Rich Prairie Farm for a profit of $1,900. Cruxton, the former well-to-do black landowner, was forced to rent a house on the south side of Columbus and work from then on as a laborer, and his wife worked as a cook and raised their two children. If you want to know more about Columbus, Mississippi, and the history of our town, I encourage you to like, follow, and subscribe to the Tom Bigby Tales. And if you want to learn more about the Blewett family, the Columbus Lowndes County Library Archives is an excellent source of content and uh, firsthand documents for your research. I want to thank you for joining me tonight and until next time.